Hi everyone and welcome to CBC. Welcome to CBC Online today. It's great to have you connecting with us. My name is Ellen Wilde. I am a minister at Chichester Baptist Church and it's always great to have uh, you joining with us online for our services week by week. At the beginning of the service today, you would have heard Andy in his welcome mention that in two weeks' time, September the 20th, we're going to be reopening this building for Sunday services. There'll be various restrictions and caveats, but we're delighted that we're going to open our building for those who would like to come. So just to reiterate what he said, please look at our blog. There's a live video for you to watch that will explain how to book, uh, what it will be like when you come. And we're looking forward to welcoming those of you who'd like to into a service here on September the 20th. In the meantime, we've got two Sundays that we have called Lessons from Lockdown. This week and next week, we are planning to bring a bit of teaching, but also have a conversation with friends about lessons from this lockdown season. And I'm thrilled that today I've got Joe Munns and Tom Edom with me. And after I've done a little bit of teaching input, I'll be having some conversation with them about their lessons from this lockdown time. We've called today Lessons from Lockdown, Finding Contentment and Peace. Is it possible in this pandemic season to find contentment in God? We'll be discussing that together. But before we do that, I'm going to invite Tom to read for us. And he's going to read from Psalm 131 for us. Thanks, Tom. Psalm 131, a song of ascents of David. <clears throat> My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quietened my heart. Sorry, I've calmed and quietened myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Tom. Psalm 131 is a short psalm, but it's a rich psalm. And as Tom said, it's a psalm of ascent. The psalms of ascent are a collection of 15 psalms towards the end of the book of Psalms from Psalm 120 to 134. And this one is one of just four of those written by David. And the psalms or songs of ascent were songs that were collectively sung by the Jewish people on their way to Jerusalem for the annual festivals three times a year, for the festival of Pentecost, of Passover and Tabernacles. The people would have been on a long journey, they would travel together and they would sing these songs of ascent on their journey, on their way up to Jerusalem. The Psalms of Ascents are journey songs. You might have songs that you play on particular journeys that you have. Maybe you go on long car journeys, maybe when you're on walks with your headphones in. And there might be particular songs that you love to play. Maybe you get a new album and download it or play it and you familiarise yourself with it. You play it lots of times so you grow to love it and get used to it. It's even more true for children on car journeys. When our kids were little, they would want the same songs on repeat over and over again on loop, however long the journey was, because kids like familiarity and they like what they know. The people of Israel had songs for their journey, songs that as a community of faith, they needed collectively together 
as they follow God on that journey. And there's something about this idea of collective songs for a faith journey that really resonated with me as I think about the season that we are in as a church family and a community of faith. We need songs for our journey, just as we might have physical songs for a physical journey. We need collective faith songs for our journey as well. Truths to hold on to, to bring to mind, to cling to, to memorise, to become familiar with collectively. And where David gets to in this song, the place that he, he lands here in Psalm 131, is the place of contentment. Verse 3, I have calmed and quietened myself, he says, I am like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child, I am content. I am content, he says. He finds contentment and peace. Can we, as the people of God, in this season, Sing the journey song of contentment and peace as we travel together. The dictionary talks about contentment as that feeling of being satisfied. A state of peaceful happiness, it says. It made me think of that feeling you get when you sit on the sofa after a big meal. Not when you're uncomfortably full, like at Christmas and you feel a bit unwell. But actually that lovely feeling after a lovely meal, that all is well feeling. Biblical contentment is about satisfaction as well. It's about satisfaction in Jesus. That our state of mind doesn't depend on our circumstances, but on a settledness that being with Jesus brings. David talks about a child who is weaned. Rather than being like the agitated baby who's demanding milk and wants to be fed all the time, he's become happy and settled like a weaned child. Spurgeon said of this psalm, he said, this is one of the longest psalm, the shortest psalms to read, but the longest to learn. We all want to feel content, but it is a journey to get there. And when we do, we're able to speak out like David does in this psalm. He says, Israel, we can say, CBC family, people of God, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. In the middle of a pandemic with so much uncertainty and anxiety and, and illness and worry and insecurity, is it possible to find contentment and peace? And that's what I want to ask these friends today, um, hoping to ask what lessons they might have learned from this lockdown time and perhaps share a little bit of discussion together about some of the struggles that we've faced. It'd be really good to hear from you, Joe and Tom, perhaps going back to the initial early months of lockdown, where you found yourselves in terms of your life stage, what life was like, and just what was difficult about that before we think about lessons we might have learned. Joe, tell us about your situation. So, um, so I work as a pharmacist at the hospital and pre-lockdown I was working part-time um, as a pharmacist specialising in infection um, and also uh, overseeing the critical care team for pharmacy. Um, with a pandemic on the horizon, suddenly that part-time job was never going to be achievable part-time. And overnight I had to go full-time. Um, and uh, it was an incredibly challenging time. Long days, um, huge uh, uncertainty and change in the workplace, um, having to escalate um, 
the way that we looked after patients, expanding our critical care, um, dealing with medicine shortages, and, and the daily update mm -hmm. of guidelines yes. and recommendations. So going in and making a whole bunch of changes and then coming home, reading a big stack of documents and going in and having to change it all again the next day. Um, so yeah, a lot of uncertainty, anxiety um, for staff members. Um, I guess challenging. being in that kind of role, critical care and mm. infection control, who would mm. ever have thought yeah. what would be on the horizon for you? And, no. and like you say, no time to prepare. No. Just suddenly your whole world, your whole career, your whole working world changing overnight and spilling over presumably into home and family as yeah. well because of that. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Mm. Yeah, thanks Joe. What about you, Tom? Where did lockdown find you? Tell us about your situation. Well, I'm sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum to Joe. Um, I'm retired. I live right out in the country um, at the end of a road. Um, I live, I actually live uh, with my daughter and her children. She has one end of the house and I have the other end of the house. Mm. Um, so I wasn't alone. But um, I, I'm sure my experience was, was much like anybody else. We're listening to the news and, and you, you kind of get into the habit of listening all day to the news as this uh, pandemic is growing and then coming towards you and you realise that um, you know, it's, 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 it's upon us, um, just as Joe might have done, but for her, she, she was able to do something about it, but what do you do? You just And, and in fact, we, we've effectively started isolating about a week before, the, or more than a week before the government um, mm -hmm. recommended it, because it was obvious what was going to happen. So you go through that phase of, of real agitation and and um, and concern, listening to the news all the time, realising that that may not be a good idea, um, and then you kind of get into the routine of just going out once to, to get groceries every every week, which is which was my job, um, and um, being completely isolated from everybody else. Mm. Church has stopped, um, and. You, you, the various phases you go through, I went through a phase of not being able to get up in the morning because, yes. you know, there was the d days were empty. Yes. Um, but then you think, well, then you, c you can't manage your life like that. So then you get back into the routine of getting up at a reasonable time and, and you know, spending time in prayer and reading the word, mm. devotions, whatever. Mm. You're describing, despite your life stage being very different to joe some of the similar things really dealing with the unexpected and the immediate Absolutely. effect of that and what you describe about isolation i know will resonate with lots of people listening in today the the feeling of disconnection has been very significant for lots mm. of people in lots mm. of different ways you're kind of it? losing track of time that's and right. everything yeah and i fully resonate with with listening to the news too much and that was not good for my sense of peace either uh, that, that happened to me too Just sticking with you tom in terms of lessons that you've learned or practices or things that have helped if we're thinking about peace and contentment are the things that have helped kind of settle you or steady you in this season um i, I think just I, I i guess i i have i try and maintain a rout, routine of daily prayer and and bible reading which were to do it in the morning before breakfast it's just the time that works for me um and um i found that if i was getting up late then that somehow was getting compressed. Mm. So I said, okay, let's get up at the normal time, which isn't particularly early, um, and just just continue the the kind of daily routine and discipline of of doing that and seeking, really seeking God, because 
you know, you don't want to just go through routine. You, you, as Christians, we want to connect with God. That's right. That's right. Um, and and I've certainly had had some times in that time when I'm, I was thinking, no, this somehow I've lost, lost and, and lo losing peace. Um, yeah, and and connecting as much as we could with CBC or as I could with CBC. So you know, making sure that I was not too late on Sunday morning. Um, for the online service and just maintaining the routine because you know you just don't want to fall off the rails yes that's right i think there's something in a in a time of uncertainty and unsettledness lots of our routines went out the window because life changed so much you know i suddenly had my kids at home all the mm. time my normal routines i just couldn't stick to them in the same way but there was something about finding structure which which i really needed otherwise i felt all over the place joe anything you can add in terms of what you've learned what god's been teaching you your yeah. faith how it's been affected and so on yeah i think um for me the the having the long days and very minimal time suddenly i didn't have that opportunity to spend time praying and and reading the bible maybe in the way i would like to um so i i started snatching time mm. Um, so I'd be in work and I'd have to go from one part of the hospital to the other. But I'd choose to walk outside um, to just to have that moment and, and take that time to step out and, and pray. Um, and key Bible verses that just came to mind. Um, so that was really important for me. Um, and the other thing was the power of worship. Yeah. Um, you know, we've missed the corporate worship yes. so much um, being in church, but actually the power of um, music and, and, and songs to, um, to realign our thinking. Mm. Um, I, I, I sang, he will hold me fast so many times yeah. when I was at work walking along the corridors yeah. um, because I, I needed that. I needed that reconnection um, and the reminder that I wasn't on my own, mm. that this huge workload that was really beyond me um, I was not doing it in my own strength um, and and he was with me and and that was just so important to me so that I could just keep coming back um, coming back to God and 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 this that the, the calm that comes with that yeah. um, was just so important there is something really important isn't there in remembering that contentment and peace isn't about when our circumstances are all right mm. again and actually of course i can feel content and at peace if mm. things around me are all fine mm. but what does it look like to have a settledness in my spirit with mm. with god in a time of huge uncertainty and change and, and knowing that that is possible for us as we mm. as we seek him and, and david says in his his journey you know i am content mm. any reflections on the psalm tom before we finish and i'll sum up and pray for us all <coughs> Well, he, he, he's talking about a weaned child in the second part, but in the first part, he, he specifies the weaned child um, with his mother. And, and that's the source of the contentment, that he's with his mother and he's not hungry, um, which I suppose that's what's meant by a weaned child. Um, so it's her presence. Yes. It's the presence of the person that brings peace. Um, and that's that, that's how it is with us, you yes. know, Christ with us by the Holy Spirit. Um, but, but it also struck me that there's there's a, there's a kind of difference between this, this wean child and us. 
He doesn't have any responsibilities. And that's the difficulty for us. Mm. We have responsibilities and we're seeking contentment at the same time. Yes. Which is maybe why Spurgeon said it was such a difficult thing to achieve. Short to read, long to learn. Yes. Yeah. But actually, what a helpful thought, because that does help with this idea that the world around us may be chaotic, but it's the person that makes the difference. And we, have, we do have Jesus alongside, giving our responsibilities to him, I guess. And, and seeking to be content and reassured in his presence. Thank you for sharing your stories. Really helpful to hear some lessons from you both. And uh, thank you for, for joining with us and listening in here today as we think about lessons from lockdown. There are lots of useful snippets which I hope will resonate with some of you as you reflect on your own circumstance. I'd love to finish by praying that each and every one of us, wherever you find yourself as you watch this, sat at home, in your household, on your own, that whatever your circumstance, wherever your, your peaceometer is today, that you will know the reassuring presence of Jesus and that you will find contentment in him. So why don't we pray together? Let's pray as we close. And I'm praying for myself and I'm praying for you, praying for Joe and Tom, for us all. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the reassuring presence alongside. Help us to come like children, letting go of our responsibilities keeping routines, finding time where we can, worship, connection, seeking you so that we can find that place of contentment and settledness in our spirit despite our circumstances. I pray for each and every person watching today, would you come now with supernatural peace and bring contentment to our hearts and your presence by our sides. In Jesus' name, amen.